Welcome to episode 44, I think, uh, of the TM podcast. Yeah, you see, we increased our frequency now being on Spotify, uh, but still also uh, on the traditional uh, uh, channels. Today, uh, we have a very nice and broad, I think, uh, topic. Today, we talk about freight unit planning in the transportation cockpit. It sounds pretty like a specific topic, but you will see it's quite a wide area to talk about. And uh, we have uh, two special guests for the topic uh, today. I want to welcome Jens and Lars. Could you please introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Jens. I'm a product owner uh, responsible for transportation planning, which includes uh, the cockpit. Yes, hi together. Um, my name is Lars and yeah, I'm a developer in the yeah, planning team uh, in the transportation management and yeah, it's, uh, it will be my pleasure to ask some questions today. So, Thanks a lot. My name is Bernd. I'm one of the architects in the plan no, in the order management team, which is only working with the results of planning. <laughs> um, and I'm also here today for asking questions. So, as mentioned, Jens, we talk about freight unit planning in the transportation cockpit. I think that already needs like three definitions. So, it starts with, okay, what is a freight unit? Yeah, good question. Um, a you. freight unit basically represents a transportation demand in TM. And it's specified by, by a source location, by a destination location, Uh, usually by some requested pickup date and uh, delivery date. It also includes the goods to be transported, so many product items or a pallet. And usually it's uh, quantified according to its volume and weight so that you know how big are the goods that you want to transport. And a freight unit can be created um, out of deliveries, sales orders, um, or from a stem from a forwarding order. Um, so there are many uh, input sources for a freight unit. Um, and then for planning, the freight unit is the central demand document that has to be planned. So you could say it's kind of a normalization. So you said it can have a lot of different sources like sales orders or forwarding orders. Um, and, and one of the objectives of the freight unit is to make it all one object, even if it comes from different sources. And it also defines source destination and also how much it needs to be uh, transported, right? So yeah. that's, uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a kind of abstraction from all those mm. other transportation demands or those uh, sources. Um, within TM, you can focus on, on the freight unit actually. So when you plan freight units, you don't need to care about, does it come from a forwarding order? Does it represent a delivery and so on? It's a freight unit in the first place. I think if you want to deep dive into that topic uh, a bit more, you as a listener, not Jens, Jens already dived deep enough, I think, <laughs> there's a podcast episode, uh, I think it's a second one, uh, 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 explaining a bit about the freight unit, how to build it. Yeah. Uh, and Some stuff. basics. The basics of the freight unit as a freight unit. Okay, thanks a lot. Yes. I think it's also worth mentioning that there are specific scenarios where This original demand is already something like a package. And then instead of a freight unit, you could have as an original demand also a, a package unit. The freight unit, I think today stands like a representation uh, for all those original demands, so to say, right? But it's original demand is a bit of a fuzzy word. So we call it freight unit, yeah, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, 
Yeah, the topic is freight unit planning. Uh, so we explained, well, you explained a freight unit. What What is a freight unit? Um, so what's planning in this context? Yeah, planning in general. Um, and that's not only relevant for transportation management, but within supply chain or any other domain as well. Uh, it's decision-making. Uh, you usually have some demands. You have some capacities and you want to match the demands with the capacities. And basically, it's a kind of assignment. So you assign your demands to certain capacities, which in TM could be uh, trucks, for example. And uh, the result of that matching, it's basically a plan. So the plan specifies um, how to assign demands to capacities. And that's basically um, planning in general. Um, there are several levels of decision-making that, that play a role. And I think we should have a closer look into the different dimensions uh, where you can um, make decisions. So how to yeah. plan. Okay. All right. So let's talk about these uh, decisions and yeah. Yeah, in, in the case of a freight unit, um, we, can, we can have really many different decisions. And that's why we, it's really important to have a look at that first. So if you have a freight unit that goes from, uh, from A to B, uh, the first decision that you need to make is, uh, do you want to transport the goods directly from A to B? Or do you want to bring them from A to a hub and then from the hub by another truck uh, to the destination? Maybe you even have uh, two hubs uh, which play a role, uh, which could be the case if you transport goods from Germany into the US, then you may want to decide uh, what's the source harbor and the destination harbor. So that's the first decision that we have to make. Um, how does the, the freight unit, the goods, flow uh, through the, the hub network? Mm. And as a result of such a decision, um, the freight unit is cut into consecutive stages. Mm. And going back to this uh, Germany-USA example, um, you could have a freight unit which has originally one stage from uh, Mannheim to Chicago. And uh, after introducing the hubs in uh, Hamburg and New York, mm. uh, you would have uh, three stages, one from Mannheim to Hamburg, one from Hamburg to New York, and one from uh, New York to Chicago. Mm. Okay. That's all the sequencing uh, decision. I think, is there a limit? So how many stages uh, would be maximum? Do we have any limitations? Or? <laughs> I think there are some parameters. Um, so the TM contains uh, logic to determine the paths uh, through the hub network. And you can uh, limit that to one or two from the source and one or two from the destination. You could also use um, higher limits, but then the, the planning complexity gets, gets bigger. If, so if you want an automated uh, uh, yes. planning. Hmm. Yes, but I think manually you can inject as many uh, intermediate hmm. uh, hubs as, as you want. Um, I think in many cases, uh, no hubs are used. In such intermodal cases, like mentioned, I think usually you have two harbors in between, maybe two additional hubs um, on the road. Uh, but I think you wouldn't want to transport uh, through 15 hubs. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I even heard that. I think we had one uh, customer visit uh, <laughs> uh, where I think they talked about like 15, 16 oh. stages just, just oh, wow. throughout uh, the U.S. Well, I was just impressed, yeah. Uh, but most likely it's not an 
one-step optimization. <laughs> okay, but that's only the, the routing decision. Mm -hmm. So this is really, okay, what are the logistical kind of cross-docking points that I need to visit? It's pretty clear that I have to go through that port, yeah. but it's okay. So but it's, it's like not clear, sorry, it's not yeah. clear how to get to that port, right? Yeah. right? It's not just the fact that I have to get there. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's like a predefined, uh, yeah, hub network, as you said. So mm -hmm. these important yeah. steps. I think it's important to know, yeah, that, that the stages of the trade unit uh, in the end, always you always would change the means of transport on that freight unit stages. Right? That's the mm. the common case, and I think usually um, if you introduce hubs, you you do that because you change the either the the truck or the means of transport mm. at at those hubs. Yeah, like a harbor. Oh. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Okay. I think the next decision to be made is. Once you know um, which hubs you want to use, um, the question is if you have many freight units that go from um, Mannheim to the port in Hamburg, then the question is um, could we consolidate them? So if we have three freight units um, that, are, that would together fit into one truck, why sending three trucks instead of consolidating them into one truck? So that's one um, consolidation decision which is about assigning um, freight unit stages uh, to one specific uh, freight order or truck in that case. Okay, so that's the next question. So, okay, I think the first question is already how to get it. So we already said, okay, I go by truck. I could also go maybe by train or could go with a big or small truck or a refrigerated truck. Or so that is one part of that decision. And the second one is, okay, can I combine it with something else to be more efficient, to be as a smaller carbon footprint uh, in the end, so to, to get the resource uh, utilized as good as possible, right? Is that, that's the yeah. The main the main here. purpose of such consolidation is to to save costs. Of course, it's also better for our environment. Um, and in the end, it's all about uh, maximize the utilization on the trucks, which leads to mm. less transportation costs and less mm. pollution yeah okay so that's the consolidation decision exactly mm -hmm. and i think maybe as a outlook already i think that is something that we will then later on also really focus on on all the options to get <laughs> there so because yes. also for the first stage what you described there are different options how to get there but that's not the focus of today it's yes mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. okay let's see so when you yeah are done with the consolidation part what comes afterwards so in the um, example I mentioned before, um, it was several goods from uh, Mannheim to, to Hamburg that could be consolidated. Uh, now, if you also have some goods that originate from uh, Frankfurt or Heidelberg, and they also have to go to, to Hamburg, mm. you could also consolidate them into one freight order to save costs. And in that case, you would have a freight order which uh, covers multiple source locations and one destination location. And um, if you do that, uh, usually you also want to, to minimize the total mileage uh, used. So coming back to that example, and if you know German geography a little bit, uh, you wouldn't go from uh, Heidelberg to Frankfurt, back to Mannheim, and then to Hamburg. Instead, you would start the trip in, in Heidelberg or Mannheim, go to Frankfurt, which is on the way towards uh, Hamburg. So that's something uh, which we call the routing decision. And the routing decision is very important to minimize the total distance. 
and to save time because the truck needs less time on, on the road. And that's, in the end, you could say the routing decision is the sequence of stops, so because stop as a combination of uh, times and, 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 and geographies or locations, yeah. uh, that's yeah. the routing. And I think it's important to, again, we talk about stages of the freight order, but uh, if if we have a freight order with, with many of those stops, that doesn't mean that all the freight units also need to have all that stops. The freight unit still only needs to go from Hamburg or from Frankfurt uh, to Hamburg, right? <laughs> so even so, if there's an intermediate stop, that would not affect the freight unit. Is that right? Yes, no. that's mm -hmm. that's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, the freight order determines the the sequence when all those freight units have to be picked up and delivered. But the freight unit remains the freight unit. It is the original transportation demand, which mm. has still one source and one destination. Mm. In this example, we talked about. Uh, three freight units, they all have the source in uh, Heidelberg, Frankfurt and Mannheim and the destination they all have in, in Hamburg. So three freight units, each having one source and destination. But the freight order uh, would have uh, three pickup locations and one destination location. So the, the freight document, the freight order is a document that you can give to your own fleet for execution purposes mm -hmm. or you give it to a road carrier for execution purposes. And that actually defines how all of them are executed together. Mm, okay. And then the sequencing of it, of course, it could have a, op and if you optimize that, it can be an optimization in terms of shortest distance. But if you have very strict time windows, you may deviate from that or so. And all that is what we call the, the routing decision, right? And again, that's nothing we would focus on today, <laughs> just mentioning it. Okay. Yeah, but the, the main point that you mentioned is that a freight unit has just one source and one destination location. Um, or the a, same a freight or? unit stage has one source and destination, and a freight unit could have multiple stages, mm -hmm. each having one source and destination. Mm -hmm. And overall, if the freight unit uh, covers um, five locations, it would have uh, four stages. So all they're right. all connected. Yeah. It always goes first stage from A to B, Next stage goes from B to C. Next stage goes from C to D. And this consolidation decision that we talked about earlier, if I got it right, needs to be done per freight unit stage and exactly. not, not per freight unit. So if I have the described three stages, I have to do that decision at least logically <laughs> three times. Of course, yeah. I could do that with one engine or so, but again, it's per freight unit. Internally, stage. it gets calculated. Yeah, and I think the, the main idea, this, this freight unit stage concept is very important because you may want to consolidate different freight units on, on the first stage, for example, for the transport within Germany, um, compared to the consolidation that you can do on the ocean. So maybe different freight units mm. need to be combined there. That's a very good and point, yeah. In, in the US, you also may combine different freight units. So I think in your example, then, you mean that our freight units that we talked uh, uh, about would go to Hamburg, but that's not the final destination, but they go then to the US. Then so you consolidate them on the way to Hamburg, and then in Hamburg you put them onto a container, so they may stay together, but with different consolidation document. And then in the US they are distributed again, because that's again separate stages, and from let's say maybe New York to Chicago and Boston, and then they would split up, right? So that so yes. the per freight unit stage. Okay, that's and I mean in the extreme case, you could have 
freight orders that come from South Germany to Hamburg, others from East Germany to Hamburg. Maybe they are then differently spread across two different ocean bookings, mm -hmm. one to New York, one to Charleston in the US. Mm -hmm. And within the US, um, the, the freight unit stages could even be cut differently. Like there are some freight unit stages that get consolidated towards the northeast of the USA and others go mm -hmm. to the, the western part of, of the US. So uh, it is very important that the freight unit stage concept allows on every stage to consolidate with different other um, mm. freight unit stages. Okay, That's, that's very important, important to save money overall. For getting the, the optimum. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. I think also one uh, important point for me as a BO <laughs> guy is that this one freight unit stage can, let's say, normally be assigned to exactly one capacity. So you assign that stage to one freight order, not to two in parallel. There's only one exception, and you may here listen to the package packaging uh, episode, I think 41 or something like that. Uh, there we made an exception and we also explained why, but that's really only between freight units and packages, but let's say for today and in the general case, such a requirement, freight unit stage is assigned to exactly one capacity document, what we call like freight order, freight booking that you mentioned earlier. Okay, then uh, <laughs> we can close the brackets here. <laughs> we coming back, so we said we, we now talked about the consolidation decision, and as it's so important, we return to that consolidation decision. Then we also covered the routing uh, decision. Um, more decisions or enough decisions for today? Not enough. Not yeah. enough. Still. <laughs> so the the routing decision defines the logical sequence of, of the locations mm -hmm. where the goods need to be picked up and then delivered. But this isn't sufficient because you could start the trip in the morning at eight or in the afternoon or tomorrow or mm -hmm. the day after. So there are many uh, more options, uh, which we refer to the scheduling decisions. Mm -hmm. uh, scheduling means you have a freight order with, with certain activities and The task of scheduling is to assign start and end dates and times to each individual activity that is happening um, in the freight order. And I think there is a, a separate uh, podcast already available on, on scheduling. Mm -hmm. But just for the sake of completeness, um, you have in the example um, within Germany, you would have um, a loading activity in, in Heidelberg, a loading in Mannheim, a loading in Frankfurt, and an unloading in, in Hamburg. Uh, plus you have the travel activities uh, between yes. the different stops. And these are the activities. And for each activity, you need to specify the start time and the, the end time. And that's done by scheduling. And we call that the scheduling decision. Mm -hmm. And you may ask, the scheduling decision doesn't have an impact on uh, distance. That's true but it may have an impact on the total duration that you need from the very first start time to the very last end time. You may have some um, time windows, you may have opening hours, um, you may have mm. cutoff times. So there are lots of time constraints and scheduling um, tries to consider all of them so that you mm -hmm. get a meaningful and executable uh, yeah, start and end times, which are very important if you want to tell your truck driver um, to execute that freight order, he needs to know uh, when to start. Mm. 
So okay. that's I think that's a topic you could talk like one and a half hour about or so and so <laughs> did. Uh, and I think that was episode 42. It's one to deep yes, dive exactly. into scheduling. It's a lot of aspects and I think it's closely related also to the routing, obviously. So there's, it's not an independent uh, decision, but it's a very important uh, aspect of it for sure. And, uh, and something you can really dive uh, deep into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. More decisions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so suppose we have an own fleet and we want to transport within Germany. Uh, the question is, uh, which truck should I use? So I could choose among my 200 different trucks that I operate. Um, if I don't have an own truck fleet, I may want to decide about the truck type. So if I do subcontracting and ask a road carrier to do the job for me, maybe the road carrier offers a small truck, a medium truck, and a large truck. And depending on the total volume and weight that needs to be transported, I may choose the smallest one that uh, is able to transport all the goods that I have. So uh, we call that the resource assignment decision. It is about to choose the right truck type or the right truck resource. So basically means, hmm? to choose the the cheapest one right or normally you would do the cheapest one and if you have many sources many destinations overall um, sometimes locally it could be better to use the biggest trucks because then they have the best cost uh, cost to value ratio yeah. um, in a nutshell you would always try to use the cheapest one <laughs> But sometimes it's better to use a bigger one because it can consolidate more mm -hmm. and then you save more. And the cheapest, that's always like a relative term, so the cheapest yeah. one that can fulfill the requirements, like if capacity, if I need a large truck already for one freight unit, I cannot use the cheapest truck, even so it's cheaper, it's too small. <laughs> uh, or if I have special requirements, like I, I need to chill or heat or whatever, so special yeah. Uh, requirements to transport the goods so then let's say it's the cheapest uh, a feasible <laughs> a resource I would say maybe that's a term and mm -hmm. again I men mentioned earlier by Jens <coughs> cheapest in terms of the consolidated picture right so it may make sense to consolidate uh, even more in a bigger but more expensive truck and, and I think that also shows that it's kind of related to the consolidation decision. So you cannot consolidate without having also a capacity in mind in the end. So, and you may, after doing the consolidation decision, you may have to change that if you come to the resource decision, because you may, I don't know, think about one truck and then it's not available. And so you only get, have the smaller truck. So it's maybe also an iteration uh, um, here, right? So it's not a, linear sequence that makes it a bit <laughs> uncomfortable I, I guess <laughs> so i think one very good example to illustrate that the cheapest is not always the best is suppose you just want to transport um, via the ocean you go from hamburg to newark you need containers and you have 20 foot and 40 foot containers and usually in practice um, a 40 foot container is always more expensive than a 20 foot container But usually one 40-foot container is cheaper than two 20-foot containers. So that's a general rule, I think, in, in practice. So if you always put all the goods into 20-foot containers, <laughs> you always pick the cheapest resource. But overall, the global cost yeah. would be higher than you that's use right. all the 40-foot containers. 
And uh, I think one rule of thumb would be use as many 40-foot containers as possible. And for the remaining goods, uh, you may choose the cheaper one. Yes. But here you have a round example where the globally cheaper solution consists of many expensive um, instances and mm -hmm. one cheap one. And again, um, I think it's uh, um, one, one aspect here is that choosing the resource, uh, of course, is also related to the routing decision. So if, for example, I have the big truck, but I cannot go with that big truck to that tiny little location in downtown uh, Heidelberg, then it's cheap but unfeasible. So it's all related. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm afraid <coughs> that's not all I have to decide. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we, we already mentioned um, two different businesses. So one business in transportation may Uh, cover an own fleet. So if you have own trucks, usually you also need own drivers to uh, drive the trucks. So you also need to choose the right one. And if you don't have an own fleet, uh, you would be using um, a road carrier. So you subcontract the freight order to a road carrier. And usually you don't work with just one road carrier, but you have a few of them as alternatives. And then the decision is also to choose the right road carrier um, within Germany. So these are two um, additional assignment decisions after you have decided the, the truck or the, the truck type. In case of own fleet, you need the driver decision. And if it's not own fleet, you need the carrier decision. So these are additional assignment decisions uh, to be made. Okay. And then again, you have an interdependency, right? So the driver needs the right <laughs> license for the resource and the resource must be able to go to the location in the right sequence. Or maybe this carrier does offer that service, but not as fast. So I have a uh, uh, reference to the scheduling uh, decision I made earlier. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I think we are almost done with the decisions, but there are two more I can <laughs> imagine. So just to mention them uh, shortly, um, if you have goods from A to B, um, and you know that it's products and quantities, uh, you may want to decide about the packaging. So which mm -hmm. goods can be consolidated into cartons, which cartons can be consolidated into pallets. So that's the packaging decision, uh, which would end up in a packaging hierarchy, which then could be executed in a warehouse. Um, that's one uh, big area. Which uh, is covered by a podcast episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, that's covered already. And mm -hmm. Another thing, uh, once you have uh, built those pallets uh, by the package building, uh, you need to decide um, how to place the goods inside a truck in, in the cargo space. And uh, we have a module called load planning for that, uh, which has the task to physically position the different pallets inside a truck with the XYZ dimension, uh, considering stackability constraints, um, We can support double deck trucks and so on. So that's an own planning uh, engine called load planning. Load, load space optimization is that the same thing or load um, planning? I no. think these are synonyms. <laughs> okay. um, mm. I, I prefer to call it load planning. I think the uh, we have an uh, optimizer engine which mm. is called load space optimization. So these are synonyms. Okay. And guess what? Yep. We have an episode about it. <laughs> okay. It's about optimization in general, right? Or about load space yeah. optimization, okay, about this yeah. decision, uh, <laughs> part of the decision. Okay. So wrap up, uh, maybe, uh, just to get it right. So we have to decide uh, what, about the routing of the freight unit. Then we have to decide, which ends up in stages. Then uh, I decide um, on 
uh, for every single stage, can I combine it? Or should I? Can I combine it with something? So the consolidation decision, which goes together with maybe with a resource decision. So do I put it on a truck or on rail? I think that's also uh, one option. Um, maybe ocean sometimes or air freight. Air freight. Um, the resource decision. Then I have the sequencing. So how within that transport, what is the right sequence of stops for the truck? For the freight units, I made the decision before. Timing, scheduling constraints, how to pack goods, whom to use, so carrier slash driver. And then finally, how to position uh, stuff on a truck. All, all those are the decisions that I have to take in the end. However, our focus today will be the what we call the consolidation, maybe also the resource uh, Uh, assignment decision. So maybe a bit of history. So we came to the <laughs> recording the podcast uh, actually from a very uh, from a very basic question. So we had a customer network meeting. Um, we, we had talked to one of our newer customers, and then they came up with a basic question: Okay, how do I plan a freight unit? And that led us uh, yes. in the <laughs> end here. So and, and this: How do I plan a freight unit today? The focus is really: How do I assign a freight unit stage? towards uh, capacity, transportation capacity. So what we defined here as the consolidation and maybe slash resource uh, decision. That is the focus. And to narrow it even more down <laughs> uh, or have better focus, we talk about how to do that in the transportation cockpit. There are also ways outside the cockpit, but uh, today we really want to focus on how to do that in the transportation. So which are the options exactly. that a user have? Yeah. Yes. So we, we narrow it really down, but still, we will see <laughs> still a lot of <laughs> options for different uh, focuses. Okay. Yeah, and I think the, the transportation cockpit is the main user interface for, for the planner where he can make uh, manual um, decisions for those assignment questions and the consolidation decisions. Uh, but it's also the entry point uh, where you can uh, trigger, trigger semi-automatic planning, uh, which we call the transportation proposal. And um, automatic planning, which um, is represented by the vehicle scheduling and routing optimizer or by a load consolidation. Um, so these are the, the big three theoretical options, manual, semi-automatic or fully automatic. Mm. And um, I think right now, maybe it's, it's good to deep dive into the manual part. Mm. Um, otherwise, um, yeah. Uh, It's, I think yeah, <laughs> that's clear. Otherwise, we lose the focus. And there's, anyway, there is an uh, optimal about optimization and how to use it. We also have an episode. So if you want to to learn about how all those those decisions are done power in parallel or partially sequentially, uh, automatically or semi-automatically, there is an episode, uh, an earlier episode uh, about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. I think in order to, to keep it simple, I would say let's just consider we have some freight units. Uh, we have trucks which could either represent own fleet or uh, mighty resources used for subcontracting, but let's mm -hmm. just talk about resource for now. Yeah. And we want to consolidate um, freight units into freight orders. So, okay. so let, let's focus the most on simple case, I would say. So let's understand it right. So road planning, uh, so simple case just to go through the options And then later, maybe may apply it also to, I don't know, rail uh, or something. Exactly. But start exactly. The, okay. the principal approach, it's always the same. Mm -hmm. um, but I think let's keep that example. 
Mm. Um, otherwise, we get lost in too many options yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. documents. Uh, so freight units are the demands. The resources are the available capacities. We want to create a plan which is represented as freight orders yeah. and freight orders specify how the freight units gets consolidated. Uh, I think that's the, the starting point. Mm. And um, I think the first question is, as discussed before, uh, what are the freight unit stages? So do we need a hub or don't we need a mm -hmm. hub in between? Um, I think there are several options. Um, the, the first is you can uh, manually split any freight unit stage into multiple stages. Mm -hmm. And you can also manually revert that operation. So you can merge stages. Exactly, yeah. That's, so, I can confirm that. So, <laughs> that's, so, yeah. so basically it means in our scenario, the question is if we just do uh, land transportation, uh, do we consolidate goods at one hub? Maybe then use bigger trucks to bring them to another hub and then do the distribution in the target area. So that's the first decision we have to uh, to make. And we can make that manually. Um, we can also use a default route. A default route could specify, for example, uh, that all goods that go from the southwest of Germany towards the south northeast of Germany, uh, they should go through one hub in the southeast cor southwest corner and one hub in the northeast corner. I hope I didn't mix it up. <laughs> yeah, so you have one Relaxing, region and you go I to another region and good. you have a, a, two hubs in different regions again. Yeah, <laughs> in the so middle make between. it more simple. <laughs> So mm. we have one source, source region, one destination yeah. region, each has one hub, and you could specify a default route that all the goods that are picked up in the source region um, mm. have to be brought to the hub mm. in that area, and the same is valid for the distribution in the target uh, region. Mm. So you could do that, and you can apply the default route already during freight unit building, so very early mm. decision-making, fully automatic, it's very good. But you could also trigger it manually in, in the cockpit or in the document. So there is a nice button, apply default route. And then if you have initially just one freight unit stage, um, after that action, you will see the individual stages according okay. to the default route. Maybe you just mentioned the button. I think very um, short excursion uh, I would like to take is maybe talking about Because we introduced the freight unit, we introduced planning, <laughs> and we thought it's in the transportation cockpit. Maybe we should also spend a few words on, on what is that transportation uh, uh, cockpit uh, altogether. How do I, really in brief, because I think that is worth an episode and we don't have one, but uh, uh, in, just introduce it uh, in brief. What is the cockpit? What is, yeah. What the the transportation cockpit, it is the, the central user interface that you use to make planning decisions. Um, We have the challenge, very many, very different businesses all need to be covered by, by TM. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to invent a new UI for every new business, like you do ocean consolidation, air consolidation, truck and trailer planning, road transportation, including hubs, without mm -hmm. hubs, with drivers, with carriers. I think there is an exponential number of different <laughs> businesses. And basically, yeah, everyone needs different Yeah, different parts exactly every everybody every different business needs different documents different information yeah. mm. um and yet it's, it's similar what they do but different right <laughs> so it's uh, uh, comparable but not exactly uh, exactly same. and mm -hmm. we want to just build just offer one ui which can be configured according to your needs 
So if you are a big company that has uh, road transportation in Germany, mm -hmm. ocean transportation between Germany and US, and uh, road transportation in the US, you may have uh, very different UIs for the three different businesses, but the transportation cockpit um, offers you to configure it accordingly. So by the page layout concept, And for Germany, you could have a, a layout that, that shows um, the, uh, the freight units, the freight orders, and the truck types, maybe a map. And if in the US, you know um, the map isn't that important, you just leave it away. Okay. Hmm. Um, and in that way, um, every company can uh, configure the cockpit for every business according to the needs of, of those users. And that means all businesses could be planned by one transportation cockpit functionality, but used with different configurations, which are the page layouts. Okay. You can even mm -hmm. configure, Bernd, since you mentioned the buttons, mm -hmm. um, if you want to use default routes in Germany, but not in the US, you can mm -hmm. configure that the German page layout for the cockpit offers the default route application functionality. And if the US colleagues don't need it, you just switch it <coughs> off. Okay. So to, if I got it right, so to make it short, a layout, defines the, the visualized elements in a cockpit. So what are the lists? And then with that, do I, do I see freight units or freight unit stages maybe? Or do I see them hierarchically or just as a flat list? Um, it, uh, it defines what do I see on that list? So do I have certain buttons or not to not confuse users, but really have only the available buttons? And also the special elements like maps, scan chart, uh, uh, load plan, 3D, uh, fancy <laughs> stuff. Um, you can define if you want to see it in a certain context for a certain business. And would I be able also to have, let's say, if I have different steps within planning that I switch as one user between layouts for, for different steps? Uh, or is it kind of nailed down, this role has this layout? Uh, no, you can arbitrarily switch between different uh, page layouts. Uh, so you can make the first planning decisions based on page layout one. And mm. once those decisions have been made, uh, you may need another page layout. So you just switch to it and then you make the next decisions. Okay, so I can stay in the cockpit, don't have to save it exactly. and re-enter. Okay, exactly. fancy. I mean, <laughs> you can do both. You can have everything in one planning session, mm. just uh, switch the page layout. But if you are the planner and you want to make all decisions in a row without leaving the cockpit, you can you can do that by just switching the, the page layout. Okay. I mean, I don't want to dive too deep into it. Could I even use more than one monitor maybe? <laughs> yes. Uh, I think since uh, two releases, we um, offered to distribute the page layout on uh, two or three screens even, mm -hmm. uh, which is very useful if, if you have many different objects uh, at hand, you want to make consolidation decisions, you have long lists of freight units, freight orders and truck types or trucks. And um, it's very nice to, uh, for example, put the whole geographical view, the map on screen number one, Mm -hmm. um, if you operate an own fleet, you may need the gun chart. You put that on screen number two. And if you care about additional details like load planning or um, a stop base hierarchy of freight orders, you can put that on, on a third screen. And then uh, you can, yeah, you have just more space for planning. That's, that's the main message. So especially for more complex scenarios, this helps a lot, right? Or Yeah, I mean, if, if you have many objects uh, to handle with and you have just one screen and you have uh, three lists on one screen, then <laughs> that means every list has less columns and mm. less rows. 
And if you if you are a planner and uh, need to care about a few thousand of freight units and a few hundred of freight orders, hmm. and if you only see 20 of them, um, maybe sometimes that's not enough information to make good decisions quickly. And, and as you mentioned, all the decisions earlier, so the like for the routing decision of the freight order, maybe the map uh, might be the right tool for the scheduling, the Gantt chart. Uh, and, but of course, it's not let's say either or so and that that makes it possible. okay but to make it short so the cockpit uh, have a lot of monitors where you can show a lot of different elements i think we will come how to use that to <laughs> to redo the planning then in the next step and maybe one more thing so how do i get my freight units and, and resources ju just in brief how do i can uh, bring them into the cockpit um there are there are several options um i think the most Well, the, the most simple approach is uh, the selection criteria. So you mm -hmm. have a dialogue screen where you can specify certain criteria, for example, to choose freight units by their source location or by mm -hmm. their time, okay. um, freight orders and resources according to their names, mm -hmm. documents, organization units, whatever. So that's the selection criteria. Uh, so I, I start the transportation cockpit just to get it right, and then I'm welcomed uh, by this screen, and then I can enter that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's a separate screen. Then you press continue, and then you jump into the cockpit with the documents and resources uh, as okay. specified mm -hmm. on, on the selection criteria. Um, I think that's the most easy thing to get started. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a big company with many users that use different planning scenarios, Uh, and they help each other. Sometimes the guy in Germany also plans for Italy mm -hmm. and vice versa and all have different configurations of how to enter the cockpit. Um, this is not that useful. Uh, for that, we introduced the, the uh, profile and layout set concept, mm -hmm. uh, which allows you to centrally uh, specify um, the uh, objects to be selected, the page layout to be used, the capacities to be used and all that. You can specify that centrally by some uh, power user or administrator mm. and assign that to the different planners. And that's, I think, uh, the most professional approach, which is used by big big mm. companies, mm. Uh, which Dance may owners. have even hundred or a few hundred of different transportation businesses. Mm. And if a planner has to work in 20 or 50 different businesses, it would be very error prone if every planner had to define all that mm. locally for himself. Uh, that's error-prone, a lot of effort. It's just a mess. And that's why we introduced the pro um, selection profile, um, the hmm? profile and layout sets hmm. that can be administered centrally. And then you can assign the users to it. And then um, you have very good control of all the different options. And every planner then sees uh, those options that are designed for him. Hmm. Okay. And that includes then, I think, the layouts as the name, exactly. uh, which we dove in but also what are the freight units uh, i see exactly. so the selection that you described earlier is like this locations that can be then i guess described within that uh, exactly profile. there is mm. there are certain profiles to define that um, mm. it's called a selection profile mm. and uh, suppose that you are a company operating in in europe and you have one planner who plans germany one who plans italy one who plans spain and so on uh, you would have uh, one A selection profile that collects all the freight units within Germany, mm. then another one for all those in Italy, mm. and another one for all those in Spain. Mm. And then you would have uh, three rows um, that you offer, and the first row has the, the 
the meaning if i want to plan in spain choose this one if i want to yeah. plan in germany choose this one and then this uh, implies for, for germany that it has a selection of the freight unit it has the right layout mm -hmm. and, and most likely also a way to select the trucks or capacities exactly. I want you to can use. choose the mm -hmm. available trucks and you can also um, choose the already planned freight orders so if you plan multiple times during a day Uh, you may want to uh, review already the freight orders that you created in the morning mm -hmm. and maybe in the afternoon there are some new demands and you want to add them to the already planned freight orders. That sounds like a very good starting point <laughs> for our actual topic of today. So <laughs> so, uh, so now I'm, I'm in the afternoon, I already had some planning, I enter the transportation cockpit with a certain layout combination and so what I, I, I see a list of freight units Uh, I see um, a list of resources that now we said truck of trucks in, in my cockpit. I see an empty map, maybe. I see a gun chart. And I also see uh, maybe a hierarchy of uh, freight orders uh, in that cockpit. And now I have a list of unplanned uh, uh, freight unit stages, to, as I learned earlier, <laughs> freight unit stages here. So what can I do to change that to have only planned freight unit stages which I guess would be my job. So the most easy one would be call the optimizer and done. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. Then thanks for today and Yep. <laughs> okay, the next easy one would be ask the transportation proposal for the freight unit. It would give you some some options. You can choose among them. Can I select uh, which freight units uh, I want to uh, apply the transportation proposal to? Or is it always all of the freight it, it units? Should be, it should be one. So you should okay. call that per one single um, freight okay. unit. And for, for the optimizer, <laughs> maybe going back, same question. So I can select the freight unit? So for the, for the um, vehicle scheduling and routing optimizer, you could um, select 1,000 freight units. Hmm throw them to the optimizer and then the optimizer would create uh, maybe 20 different freight orders uh, based on the right truck types chosen. Uh, the transportation proposal uh, would make a proposal for one selected demand document. So you choose one freight unit, ask the proposal, then the proposal would um, make you, uh, offers you some options and then you choose among them and then it's, it's planned. Um, The, these these are the more advanced uh, options. Okay. That's what he called automatic and semi-automatic. Exactly. So the VSR optimizer is called the automatic approach. Um, the transportation proposal, I, I would call it semi-automatic because the system automatically creates a proposal, but the user has to manually choose among them. So it's semi-automatic. Um, for the sake of completeness, The load consolidation optimizer is also able to consolidate freight units into freight orders automatically, uh, but it has certain limitations and a special focus between one source and one destination. Mm. It can also include the load planning aspect, um, so it can position the, the pallets of the freight units inside the trucks automatically. Uh, but it has that limitation regarding one source and one destination. So for the routing space that we talked a lot before mm -hmm. uh, that wouldn't be the uh, the best tool mm -hmm. uh, maybe um, that's worth also um, an own session later oh. on yes so i think for now let's assume we can do all that planning automatically we know that um, <laughs> that's own podcast uh, now let's deep dive into uh, we Manual. want to do it manually exactly. right so the third option that you mentioned right I exactly want to earn my money with my own hands yes <laughs> yes um 
yeah, what are the options? So you mentioned already you can have many different uh, content objects in, in the cockpit, like the map, the gunshot, lists, hierarchies, and so on. Uh, let's let's make it very simple. Let's assume we just have freight unit stages in one list. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a list of available trucks, so truck resources, and we have a list of, of freight orders. Ex already existing freight orders. Yes. Okay, which and initially, mm -hmm. you have 1,000 freight units. You start working today. Mm -hmm. There is no freight order at all. So how do we consolidate them? Yeah. Um, so I think there are, again... Many options. Um, <laughs> the first option would be if there is a, a freight unit for which you know I directly want to create a freight order and I don't care about the, the truck the, the truck type. I could either directly create a freight order in the freight order list. There is a button to create a new document. Mm -hmm. Create that and then afterwards assign the freight unit to it. Uh, that assignment decision can be made by uh, drag and drop. So you can drag the freight unit stage, put it onto the freight order. Mm -hmm. You can alternatively um, select the freight unit stage and the freight order. Mm -hmm. So in two different lists, objects are selected. Mm -hmm. And then you can use the assign selected items button in the mm -hmm. global toolbar of the cockpit, which automatically then assigns all the uh, demand documents to the capacity document, the freight order at hand. So the impact would be the same. Um, so you can select multiple freight orders, mm -hmm. throw them by drag and drop onto a freight order. Freight, so you can select freight units. Because freight say, units. Freight stages. units, okay. So <laughs> if you have multiple freight unit stages, yeah. mm -hmm. um, you can uh, select them, and with drag and drop, you can throw them onto one existing freight order. Mm -hmm. um, or you select the target freight order and then press the button Assign Selected Items. Okay. What is the reason that you have uh, both options? It sounds like maybe accessibility <laughs> or uh, uh, because you said you can do both. What is the pro and con? I think for, for me, obvious, uh, uh, sounds like uh, drag and drop is not is not really an accessible way. So I, the other option is definitely one that is accessible, right? Hmm? That's a very good question, uh, Bernd. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I saw that a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, what are the differences? So um, drag and drop, I think, is it's very intuitive. You are mm. used to it from your operating system. Mm. You drag and drop files from one uh, folder to another one. So I think that's very common practice. That's mm. very useful. Um, the drag and drop has the advantage. You define the, uh, the source and the destination. So you, in the example that you, you know, you move the freight units to um, mm. the freight order. Mm. If you selected some freight units and a freight order, um, there is no sequence what to bring on what. I mean, semantically, the system knows that you want to assign the freight units to the freight order. Yeah. Uh, but we also have another option uh, that's maybe a little side uh, step now. Uh, you can put a freight order, you can drag and drop a freight order on a freight order. And mm -hmm. what does it happen? What does it make? Uh, it pulls the um, freight units out of the source freight order and assigns them to the destination freight order. Mm -hmm. The drag and drop defines this direction. So with drag and drop, you can do that. Um, the assigned selected items isn't that powerful because mm -hmm. you have selected both freight orders and you don't know 
what's the source and what's the destination. But, but on the other hand, I guess, I mean, drag and drop sounds like I have one source and one target. And for like a sign, uh, I would guess that I could also select, I don't know, maybe freight units and a truck, maybe and end a trailer uh, or something. And if I then press uh, a sign, it could, uh, let's say, uh, uh, look into, ah, I have three objects uh, selected. Okay, I make use of all three, which is, again, they're not possible with uh, a drag and drop, right? Is, is that maybe uh, one of the differences? Uh, I would say drag and drop is, it has uh, more options. So there is one option that is not possible in the assign selected items. That's the one I mentioned before. Mm. And I think uh, maybe for drag and drop, as, as far as, as I know, you can also define like a, a drop target. So you can, if you drop uh, the uh, freight unit stage, let's say on a specific stop if, if this freight order that you mentioned earlier would already have like 10 stops and it goes a b a b a b all day and you model that as a as one odd document i think with a drag and drop you can even choose where to uh, where exactly to to, to drop mm -hmm. it so use a second or third or fifth uh, iteration yeah, I, think, I think drag and drop yeah. is very useful um mm -hmm. you gave a good example if you have a freight order with uh, which has uh, 10 stops and you want to um change the stop sequence um, you could just uh, take one stop, for example, stop number two, and move it after stop number seven. Mm -hmm. And that is something that you can do very comfortably in the um, freight order stop-based hierarchy, mm -hmm. which shows the freight order on level one and mm -hmm. the stops on level two. Uh, so you can replan uh, even the, the stops very, very nicely with drag and drop, which I think um, it's much more usable than if you uh, manually had to move up um, a certain mm. row uh, from stop number two to stop number 55. So if we have really mm. many stops, uh, the drag and drop is, is useful. Okay, and I think maybe also if you have co compartments, I would guess, and, and you want to define, okay, I have uh, two different compartments and say, let's say they are comparable in, in their capabilities and then still i want to decide if i go to a or, or compartment one or two then maybe i could also uh, define that by drag and drop or is it uh, like a random distribution then uh, you should be able to uh, throw it to to a compartment and i think there is also some logic uh, that tries to f find the right compartment i think so too so if i think if you really drop it on a specific uh, compartment <laughs> then it really assigns it there, but then if you just drop it on, on truck level, then you kind of leave the decision open to the manual planning engine, yeah. in that case, or to Peter, uh, to uh, where, where to put it. And there's some uh, heuristics uh, behind to pick the first fitting one, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. And by with assign selected items, I think you couldn't do that. But on the other hand, you could uh, maybe select uh, the freight unit and you could select, okay, we come to that later, maybe a truck and a trailer. And then press assign and then the truck and the trailer and the freight unit would be planned all together which would not be possible with drag and drop i guess because you can yeah you cannot drop on two targets uh, so easily and you can also not yes, easily exactly. track. Okay. but i think mm -hmm. uh, the system should always uh, tell you if you have um, many freight units and you select multiple um, freight orders uh, and press assign selected items the system will tell you yeah no that way. doesn't make sense yeah yeah, yeah. um what I mean is uh, I don't have freight orders yet uh, and I assign uh, or maybe we come to it later if we if we talk about uh, other ways <laughs> uh, maybe then uh, there's a additional 
uh, uh, capabilities of um, sign selected item button compared to uh, drag and drop um, becomes more clear. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think these were um, the first uh, two important options. So drag and drop and assign selected items. And it was so far we only talked about um, freight units and, and freight orders. Yeah. But you can use that functionality also um, if you if you want to make the decision about the, the truck or the truck type, uh, you can uh, do many decisions uh, together. Um, you can create a freight order, then assign a freight unit, and afterwards assign a truck resource to the freight mm -hmm. order. But I think it's more convenient if you want to make the truck decision to directly assign a freight unit to a truck And you can do that by assign selected items or by drag and drop. And if you do that, um, the system would automatically create a new freight order for you mm. with all those freight units that you have selected. So you mm -hmm. coming back to the original example, um, if you had three freight units um, with sources in uh, Heidelberg, Mannheim, and Frankfurt, you can select all three. The cockpit, by the way, has a very nice functionality to um, show the a total volume and weight for the selected documents. So with that functionality, um, you see a yellow uh, row, orange row uh, that, that shows you the, the totals. And based on that, if you see it's 20 tons, then you can look in the resource list. If you have a 14 um, uh, ton truck and a 25 ton truck, then you directly know the smaller one is not good enough. And then you make the decision um, which truck type to choose. And then you can uh, drag and drop the freight units to that to the right the truck type, and as a result, you get the freight order for that 25-ton uh, truck. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, a more convenient approach if you um, if you want to make uh, the truck type decisions. Why not directly drag and drop to to the truck instead of consecutively creating yep. a freight order and then afterwards um, choosing the right uh, truck type. I think uh, uh, maybe uh, we forgot. Ah, oh, no, okay, no, no, we come to it later. Uh, or one <laughs> thing I, I may, which may make also sense, uh, coming back to your first, to the assign or drag and drop a freight unit to an existing freight order. You mentioned I can do that in a freight order list uh, or hierarchy. Uh, but you earlier also mentioned that you have a, like a map uh, or a gunshot where I could also look at, I think, in the end, uh, look at the. Um, freight orders uh, described here. Would it also work there so that I drop it on, on a freight order on a map or a freight order in a gun chart? Yes. Uh, so the um, assigned selected items um, works for all objects selected in any content object in the cockpit. Mm -hmm. So you can choose a freight unit um, in the on the map. Um, you can choose a resource in the gun chart. And using assigned selected items, you create a freight order, which then would be displayed maybe in a freight order list that you have on a third screen. Mm. So whatever you selected on any screen in the page layout uh, in any list gets cons uh, gets uh, considered when you call the assigned selected items option. Mm. Uh, that is, by the way, one um, advantage. Um, uh, because if you wanted to do that with a drag and drop, there are some limitations. Um, we can't drag something from a list onto a map or from a list onto a gun chart. So that's not possible yet. The drag and drop works within the map, 
Hmm. So you can uh, pull freight units and put them to a resource shown on the map or on a freight order shown on the map, hmm. which, by the way, is a very nice tool if you want to um, optimize uh, huge uh, freight orders hmm. with many stops. On the map, you directly see whether the routing is good or not. If you hmm. see the stop sequence in a table or in the gun chart, <laughs> you have no clue whether it's good or not. The map is the perfect tool if you want to optimize the routing, by the way. Yeah. Um, and... So you can do that in, in the map, drag and drop. Um, you can do the same in the gun chart. So in the gun chart, you may have um, one view that lists the freight unit stages, one view that lists um, the available trucks. So there you can just drag and drop a freight unit activity, so a freight unit rectangle in the gun chart into the uh, row of the corresponding uh, truck, and then a new road freight order gets created. Mm. So drag and drop works within the gun chart. As I said before, it also works within the map. And then it also works um, between all lists and hierarchies that we have. Okay. Mm. So and, and by the way, mm. uh, one interesting point, since you uh, mentioned uh, the three monitor case, mm. you can have uh, freight units on screen one, um, freight orders on screen two, lists. and trucks mm. on screen mm. three. And then you can drag and drop a freight unit from the first to the third screen onto the truck. And as a result, you create a freight order, which is immediately shown on screen number two. Mm. So you can even drag and drop across multiple screens. Okay. So the limitation is not for drag and drop is not the, the current limitation. And we have <laughs> 2020, by the way. <laughs> and we talk about uh, 19.09 uh, uh, S4 release as uh, our latest one. Uh, uh, so current limitation would be you cannot drag and drop between, let's say, lists slash hierarchies and map yeah. and gunshot. But within those within the map, uh, within the gun chart, you can also do what we described earlier. Yes. So you, you could also see freight units there and, and freight orders or resources maybe, and then put them or do that drag and drop or assign mm -hmm. within the elements. And this, this assign action that you mentioned earlier, uh, that works across all the exactly. um, um, elements. Okay, so exactly. at least we identified another <laughs> use case for it beside, which would not be supported by drag yeah. and drop today. Hmm? And um, coming to the selection of the freight units, uh, maybe one uh, very interesting aspect on the map is uh, the capability uh, to display uh, freight units as, as triangles. So their mm -hmm. destination location is, is shown as a triangle. Um, and you can use a lasso function uh, mm -hmm. on the map to select documents on, on the map. Okay. So if you have a cluster of customers in the north and in the south uh, of your DC, which is in the middle, hmm. you can just uh, use a lasso to very easily um, fetch all those um, demands in the north of your mm -hmm. DC. Then you have selected them. So you just create a new freight order by assign selected items. Uh, and then you do the same for the south. And such kind of geographical selection, think about How would, would you want to do that in a list? Mm. I think you have no chance to and do if, that. And on, on the other hand, uh, I think if you if the timing is uh, very critical, yeah. uh, um, maybe you would do that within the gunshot where you have like a truck that goes all the time A, B, yeah. A, B, mm -hmm. B, but the timing is an important one. Exactly. Then you would, by dropping it on a certain point in time, you would implicitly define uh, when to start. By the way, uh, we, we talked about, okay, we create a freight order. Um, maybe one aspect uh, of that is also, okay, what what is the freight order type? Where does it come from? Do it, Is it already scheduled or not? You said this is a separate decision, but I also want to see it um, on the Gantt chart. Maybe some few words uh, on that. So how, when I do that drag and drop, how is the 
the freight order type uh, actually determined? Um, in the planning profile, there is a definition um, per business object uh, type. If you create a road freight order, which freight order type should mm. be used for that? Okay. You can specify that. Um, there is the way uh, to determine that by a condition. Uh, but I think in many cases, um, you have um, the different capacity document types mm. listed in the planning profile, like ocean booking, air booking, road freight order, mm. um, rail freight order, and then all the TUs and so on. And for all of them, you can specify the type that is to be chosen if you create a new document of that kind. Mm -hmm. So that's one good okay. option to choose uh, between the different uh, freight order And types. if it's, for example, weight dependent, also then I would use the conditions to, to find it. By the way, there's an episode about it as well, about conditions as such, not <laughs> uh, conditions uh, in, in, in planning context here. Okay, so if it's weight-based, I would use conditions. Otherwise, it's uh, pretty fine. And if, if the scheduling is applied or not, is, uh, is that also something... Uh, Uh, that I can configure? Uh. Yes, um, certainly. So basically in the planning profile, um, there is a special profile which we call the scheduling settings. And mm. in the scheduling settings, you can specify how scheduling is to be performed. So there is an own engine. You can specify whether you want to schedule forward or backward, whether you want to consider um, time windows. So the... Uh, requested um, pickup and delivery times for, for the freight units at hand. So there are many things that you can configure and that uh, have an impact on scheduling. Um, you can define all those parameters in the scheduling settings. And additionally, um, you have to specify the manual planning strategy. Mm -hmm. And the manual planning strategy defines whether scheduling shall be run or not. Okay. And... In all cases, or almost all cases, I'm aware of, you would want to do a <laughs> scheduling. Okay. It's maybe only if you have very complex enough where the scheduling is a dedicated separate step, or maybe if you use schedules, which exactly. where no scheduling yeah. applies. Then. Yeah, so if, mm. if you use only schedules, mm. then you don't need um, the, the scheduling engine. So in those so, cases, yeah. you may skip that. So ocean schedules for, for example, yeah. there's nothing like that. Exactly. By the way, that planning strategy is a process controller strategy. And guess what? There's an episode about process <laughs> controller. If you want to deep dive uh, into that one as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good. So um, now we uh, covered the uh, direct creation where I assign a freight unit to a freight order with drag and drop mm -hmm. or with assigned selected item that can be done on different elements as we learned. There are some limitations to do it between elements. Uh, we also learned about how to create a freight order by assign, doing similar thing, but assign it uh, uh, to a resource. Um, is, is that about it? Or are there more ways to create uh, freight orders? Uh, I, I think these are the, the, the most common ones. Um, uh, there is also an option um, if you don't yet know whether you want to ship something by, by ocean or by air, mm -hmm. um, or you want to make the um, road versus rail decision, mm -hmm. you may have a freight unit that goes from A to B. And maybe depending on the volume, you want to decide whether I pick road or rail. Mm -hmm. um, there are explicit buttons that allow you um, to create a road freight order for a set of selected freight units. Mm -hmm. And there is also an analogous button to create a rail freight order. Mm -hmm. And there are more buttons 
guess what, about to create a ocean booking, mm. air booking, and so on. And if you if you want to make those mode decisions, you can bring all those buttons for the modes that you are interested in into the cockpit. Mm -hmm. And then in the freight unit list, you could have a look at freight units and then judge on criteria um, whether you want to create explicitly one road freight order or a rail freight order. So that's another option. Okay, that's kind of a shortcut of what we described earlier, where you, with a button, created the freight order and mm -hmm. assigned the freight unit in a separate step. Exactly. So that's kind of integrating that into one yes. click. So yes. save me a click uh, kind of thing. Yes. Okay, uh, sounds mm -hmm. like makes sense. So most likely the first option you described is there maybe for the sake of completeness or if I already have freight orders, but it sounds like it doesn't make sense to really create the freight order separately and then use the button maybe the only difference is is there, is there something more that i can define if i create the freight order I mean, separately there are some businesses where you mm. want to create freight orders upfront okay. maybe even mm. inform your yeah. carriers already about it maybe mm. do some tendering okay but you don't know yet uh, what are the freight okay. units assigned to it mm. so there are some use cases where that definitely makes sense to create f empty freight orders first mm. and afterwards add the freight to it um, but in most businesses, you would create freight orders uh, based on the freight units at hand. So I think that's the 80% case. Mm. But there are some businesses where it's vice versa. Like I think ocean air freight for before yes. Christmas from China <laughs> to uh, that kind of thing where yeah. you need to yeah. book well in advance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. So definitely okay. that's another option. Um, then um, regarding the assigned selected items, um, there is um, another option, um, which we call command line planning. Oh, it's more for the, th more for the you, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically it's about, uh, you have uh, a list of freight units, uh, a list of freight orders, and you, you don't want to drag and drop or work a lot with, with the mouse, but you just want to say, I see that um, I, uh, freight unit number one and freight unit number seven in the list uh, should go to truck number three in the list. Mm -hmm. um, you can uh, use uh, command line planning and then you add something like um, plus one, plus seven, plus 40, and 40 is um, the, the resource. So okay. by using the indices of um, the different lists, mm -hmm. you can uh, just hack that in mm -hmm. and get the assignment. Okay, that's for the, let's say, the keyboard uh, uh, friends uh, in the world. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, so I think one prerequisite is, of course, that you activate it mm -hmm. uh, and also that you, in the list, uh, you then use the IDs because if you would have to type really like the freight unit number, that would be a little bit lengthy. Yeah. So in here, you would have like a, a rolling number. I think it starts with counting the it's freight units. It's an index column. Yeah, and I think it's also not, it's only working in the lists, uh, I think. And the idea... As I did it, maybe. <laughs> the idea was uh, uh, that you really can also combine it so that you would say, okay, I go scroll through long lists and see, okay, those are the freight tunes I want to put on that truck type. Those are the freight tunes I put on the second one. And then you can just write that down and then push it all with one go. Uh, and it would kind of create also like four, five, ten freight uh, orders in, in one go. And so you can even... Uh, define additional options like call the optimizer with a certain strategy mm -hmm. for that selection, etc. And it's all processed in one UI round trip. It's a bit, uh, let's say, on the nerdy side, uh, I have to admit, uh, but uh, I know that there are also users uh, working that way. I think maybe like remote locations where, let's say, every UI round trip is time consuming because you're on the other side of the world, that may be a use case. You are 
ja, Want-to-Work-Keyboard-focused. Uh, maybe another one or define a lot of stuff or just like it. That's and, <laughs> and by the way, um, this was quite useful um, when we did some test automation. Um, so we had a planning scenario with many different steps where multiple freight units had to be assigned to, to resources. And um, as far as I know, um, when automating such things, uh, we, we use the, the principle of assigning indices, uh, documents mm. with indices to that. So the, yeah. the abstract idea is also heavily used in our development uh, process. Okay. And I think what happens in the background, it's, I think in all, maybe it's also worth mentioning, if you do a drag and drop or do assign selected items or command line planning, everything... Let's say that is mainly where you say, okay, combine this and that with certain parameters, but the engines running in, in the back end are the same it's, or is yeah. it different? Or, it's uh, all the same. In the end, it all goes to the same processing logic, which is the manual planning component. And in the end, all the results are booked in the uh, to our document. So just different options for the user, right? Yeah. And I mean, there are so many different options and that's also one nice thing. So if some user really loves drag and drop, And the other loves assign selected <laughs> items. You can configure the cockpit um, that the one user sees the assign selected items options and the other doesn't see it. And command line planning also need to be activated. Mm. Um, so that's all configurable. And um, I think we, we shouldn't miss one other option, which is quite interesting. Mm. If you choose the truck type, um, we introduced a few releases ago, editable fields. So if you have a freight order um, and you want to choose the truck type or change the truck type, mm. there is an editable field in the freight order list which uh, shows the truck ID. Mm. And you can just um, go to that field, hack in um, the alternative <laughs> truck, press enter, and then the assignment operation is done. So that's the, the same operation as if you did a drag and drop of that freight order to another resource. Mm. Or if you selected a different resource, and the freight order and use the assign selected items. Mm. So that's another equivalent option uh, to make assignment decisions. Um, you can't use that to assign uh, freight units to freight orders, mm -hmm. uh, but you can use it if you want to assign any freight order to um, a truck or a driver um, or even a carrier. Is it even mass enabled? Can I uh, also enter uh, the same value like for 10 different uh, freight orders? There is a uh, nice dialogue. Okay. Um, so you can choose multiple documents. Mm. Uh, then there is a mass change option mm. um, which uh, raises a pop-up. And in the pop-up you can change certain values like uh, the truck type, maybe the start time, the carrier and whatever you want and when you press OK, um, the values entered are applied to all of oh. the documents at the same time, which is very useful. If you know tomorrow morning there is a big problem at a location, everything has to start two hours later, then you select all those freight orders and you say instead of starting at eight, they all should start at 10 and then all of them are rescheduled at 10. So okay. that's a very nice and powerful option. Okay. Good. Um Uh, I think we have to wrap up uh, uh, for today. Uh, I think just to, you know, I'm oh, as an order management guy, I just want to mention that this is not all options uh, to <laughs> assign a freight unit to a freight <coughs> order. Uh, there is more, but most likely we'll cover that in a separate episode. So you can 
very briefly, also assign freight units, uh, let's say from within the freight or a single UI, uh, and you can remove. Uh, by the way, you can also remove, also invert. Ah, maybe one thing we should mention is that you have undo, right? That you can activate undo here. So if you did a mistake, uh, I think it's not a problem. So it's a cool thing, I think, within SAP world, uh, <laughs> at least, to have that undo. And which is even if you make a mistake during undo, you mm. can redo. Ooh. You can undo the <laughs> that's undo. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Okay. Um, I think it's also important uh, to know so that it's, uh, and I think pretty uncommon so far in SAP world. And um, we uh, also uh, worth mentioning is that in the order management, in the single UIs can do it, you can go in the freight unit and even forwarding order UIs and do assignments and uh, removals. But I think that's worth uh, another episode. That's not all yep. options you have uh, for planning, uh, but as the topic for today was the, the very focused one, <laughs> freight <laughs> unit, planning freight unit stages in the transportation cockpit. cockpit. We uh, yeah, were able to really <clears throat> narrow that down and have a, a very brief discussion uh, on yeah. only that. So we covered the, <laughs> the main uh, options and... I think so. The manual ones. And then I think uh, a lot of, I think I never had an episode with so many uh, 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 plugs to other uh, podcast episodes, uh, a new record. Uh, thanks a lot. And planning, everything comes together. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a global view. So many options. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and thanks a lot. I think we should also have another episode yeah, about the deep dive into the cockpit because that sounds very configurable. Um, and but thanks a lot uh, uh, for that uh, overview and deep dive uh, partially and thanks for listening um, thanks uh, to Lars for asking the questions yes. and goodbye yeah goodbye bye <laughs>